and welcome to this edition of the Gospel Points Podcast, where the gospel is the point. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. Thanks again for joining us. This week we're going to continue our look at the topic of Christians and depression, and we're going to be talking with Pastor Chris Bronze of the Red Brick Church in Stillman Valley, Illinois. But before we get there, we're going to get to our weekly Twitter opinion poll. So, uh, this week's uh, this week's poll was the following: Which do you prefer in corporate worship? Traditional hymns, Hillsong, modern hymns, or whatever's on K Love? So, traditional hymns, Hillsong, modern hymns, or whatever's on K Love. And uh, the answer is the winner is well. There's a tie. There's actually a three-way tie between traditional hymns, modern hymns, and whatever's on K-Love. And not surprisingly, Hillsong, in, in this audience, Hillsong got nothing. Uh, wasn't really shocked on that one. So what's my preference? Well, my preference is probably what your preference is. I got some people asking, well, can't we have some sort of option for blended? And uh, yeah, we really should. We really ought to have one. I wish that Twitter gave me more than four options for the poll this week. But, uh, unfortunately, I had to stick with that. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with some of you and just say traditional hymns. I love them. I like modern hymns by the Getty, Sovereign Grace, or even just traditional hymns with a more of a, a beat with it, more of a modern look. And I, I can't say I'm much of a huge fan of K-Love, though. Uh, I'll, I'll probably draw the line between modern hymns and traditional hymns. Uh, my preference is not K-Love. My preference is not whatever's up there. However... If I'm in a church that does that, it's not something I'm going to fight about. In fact, if, if you are blessed by K-Love, then praise the Lord, I'm happy. And if I can serve you by singing along with some of those songs, then praise the Lord, that's that's exactly what I'm going to do. And uh, so that's where we're going to leave it there. So check uh, Twitter out for next week's poll question. And you can check that out at my Twitter, at Kevin J. Thompson, at Kevin J. Thompson. So be looking for next week's poll question. Well, as I said, this week we're talking, we're continuing our talk about depression. Last week we had uh, 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 Dr. Um, David Murray from Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary over there in Michigan. And this week, uh, a friend of mine, at least I hope I can call him a friend without ruining his reputation, Pastor Chris Bronze, man I've respected. Uh, he's written uh, two books at least right now. Um, let the Word Lead Your Pastoral Search, which is an excellent resource. I highly recommend uh, that you would use that um, if your church is going through a pastoral change. He's also written a book on Unpacking Forgiveness, which is an excellent book, of course, on the issue of forgiveness. And the third book, and I, I don't know why it slipped my mind, the third book um, was a, a really excellent book. In fact, it was, uh, I'm, I'm for some reason... Uh, just drawing a blank on that. I'm scanning my book. There it is, Bound Together. Sorry about that. Bound Together by Chris Bronze. You're going to read that. You talk about the principle of the rope. In fact, uh, I interviewed Chris about that uh, book on a previous podcast. You might want to Google that. But any of those books, great books. I think he's working on a fourth right now. But uh, just a little while ago, I got a chance to sit down with, with Pastor Chris and talk about the issue of Depression. He actually came to the school I teach at. And he preached a message on depression. He preached a series of messages 
on that in his church. And after the message, we got to sit down and talk about some of the questions uh, some of the students had and uh, kind of following up on, on, on that message. Maybe I'll, I'll link, I'll put the YouTube link to that, that message up there. Uh, but really thoughtful, and I, I thought it would be good as we're looking at the issue of depression. I think he, uh, Brother Chris has uh, a lot of good thoughts, and so I'm going to hand it over right now to that interview with Pastor Chris Bronze of the Stillman excuse me, the Red Brick Church of Stillman Valley, Illinois. Pastor Chris, in, in our chapel on depression, you mentioned that one of the reasons could be medical, and of the questions that we had, that was one of the topics that was most hit. To what degree can depression be medical and be treated medically? Well, it can be uh, to a very large degree. You think about young people whose bodies are rapidly changing, going through all these kinds of different changes with hormones and physically, so or they can have other imbalances or things like that. So it can be to a large degree. And, you know, I'm not a physician, so you need to see a doctor about that. Having said that, there's almost always a spiritual component too. It's not one or the other. Yeah. And so what's critical is to deal with spiritual issues with spiritual means, the Word of God, worship, fellowship with other believers, and prayer. I don't know that someone's depressed ever without there being a spiritual component to it. So we always need to look to Christ. So you wouldn't say, never see a doctor, this is all spiritual, but you're saying it's a matter of, it could be both. There's yeah, it spiritual. could be both. It could be both, sure. In, in fact, that's one of the other questions. We talk about what are the causes of depression. Well, when we talk about depression, that's really a symptom that can have many, many different causes. And I would say it's seldom just one. So we might take something typical for a high school sophomore would be their parents are having conflict uh, physically. Maybe they're going through some sort of cycle that, that it makes things difficult. Um, then they haven't been growing in Christ. And all those things begin to work together. And so it's, it's not a simple matter. That's another thing that we want people to remember. You're not alone, so don't go it alone. But also, it's not simple. It, yeah. It's not going to be just snap your fingers and you're through it. Right, you talked about making the journey. Yes. There's no silver bullet, aha, uh -huh, now you know right. this, so right. now you're not right. depressed. Right. Make the journey. Right. What is the, one of the other questions we had is, what is the difference between depression and just being sad? You know, I, those um, two things shade into one another. But there is a grief if you lose a loved one, that is sadness, and you, and you should have grief. You should have sadness. But depression is when your emotion, this isn't a clinical thought, this isn't uh, precise, you need to talk with someone who's better familiar with these terms than I am. But depression will say this pastorally. It's when your spiritual depression begins to take over your life. And your emotions are leading you rather than you are leading your emotions. I did a series on this, you know. And the series was leading your emotions. Don't allow feelings of sadness, sadness of the soul, unhappiness of the soul, lead everything you do. And that leads to, you just mentioned sometimes you should be sad. Morning, 
Sometimes as Christians we think that we always have to have a smile on our face and we always have to be happy because we know that Jesus is in charge, God is sovereign, therefore we have to be happy. Um, so with that, a lot of the questions we got was, is depression a sin? You know, not inherently. I mean, obviously you can, uh, a parent who loses a child or, or whatever, who works through grief, that's, we have to make those distinctions, as you said, between sadness and depression. But I wouldn't quickly go there. But, but I would say this. It's not long before depression begins to involve the sin. sin. Philippians 4.4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord's near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Rejoice there is an imperative. And in case we didn't get it the first time, Paul repeats it, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. So very quickly, I would say, in depression, we find ourselves disobeying the imperative to rejoice in Christ. Now, of course, we know that joy, biblical joy, doesn't always mean superficial, glib happiness. Right. Someone, even in the midst of grief, rejoices, can rejoice in Christ. Our last question, which was probably the number one question that was asked, is about suicide. It's a question that, that always seems to come up when we're talking about depression, and we can't separate the two. Unfortunately, there are some who become so depressed that they feel that's their only option. So, what do we do with a Christian who has gotten so depressed that he has committed suicide? Is that Does that person have any hope of heaven? Well, we need to be very clear about two things. The first thing is this. Salvation is strictly by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's no qualification there. There are no ands or buts. Salvation is found in no one else but Christ. Strictly in believing in him. So we would never say categorically, parably, someone who took their own life could not possibly be regenerate. But there's a second thing that needs to be said, and we need to hear both of those. That born-again people bear fruit. Jesus said, by your fruit, by their fruit you will know them. If someone is so down that they're willing to consider taking their own life, then that person should not necessarily be confident of his or her salvation. So I would say to the person who is thinking of that, that is not a choice for a Christian. Yeah. You can't make that. And you, you could never take a bottle of pills confident that when you wake up, you'll be with Christ. Because there is a large group of people on the last day who will say, didn't we call you Lord? Lord, Didn't we make a decision at this school? Didn't we make a decision in our local churches? And he'll say, away from me, I never knew you. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So, let me come at it pastorally from two angles. And surely this is true of some of your students. 
Let's say that you have a loved one, maybe a parent or an aunt or an uncle, who took his or her own life. Think that you cannot drive yourself crazy thinking about that. Put them in Jesus' arms and entrust him or her to them. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're eternally in hell. So that's the first one. Trust the matter to God. He'll sort it out if you have someone that you're concerned about. But the second pastoral situation is to someone who says, I am contemplating taking my own life. You cannot do this. You cannot do this, and you should not go into that decision just feeling that it's some free ticket to heaven. That is not the case. And that's where that, that phrase comes in real important. You're not alone. Don't go it alone. Yeah. If you're in that position, you need to talk to someone. Right. Yeah, that's right. If you're not alone, so don't go alone. If you're depressed, and, and everyone thinks, well, I should just get over this. I should just work through it. That's not how it works. Um, we're not private people. That's why God gives us parents and schools and pastors and other people that love us, grandparents. And, and we need to talk to someone. We need to talk to them soon. Well, the only thing I would want to clarify before we end the podcast, uh, the, the final question, we talked about the issue of suicide. And I would probably differ from Pastor Chris just, just very slightly in that I probably might word things a little differently in in that, yes, I, I certainly believe a Christian could commit suicide and, and still end in heaven. Um, why would I think that? Mainly because... The it depends on the I, I think some on the condition of one's mind um, at that time uh, are they completely sane and, and on the other on the other side of that I think also um, there there might have been a few moments of clarity before you know death actually settled in and perhaps they they recognized the sin that they were committing and so I'd like to think that so I think there is hope there is certainly hope. Um, if you have a loved one who uh, claimed to be a Christian and took their own life, I, I think you can have some hope. Um, again, I, I don't know to what degree, but as Pastor Chris said, and I think he said it perfectly and, and brilliantly, uh, he rests in the loving hands of Jesus. Jesus will do what is right, and we have we absolutely have full confidence that God will do what is right when it comes to this issue. So, you have hope, but your hope is not necessarily in that person's state of mind so much as it is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so I wanted to just throw that out there before we end the podcast. But, uh, well, now we have come to the end of the podcast, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you for uh, just downloading or, 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 or streaming the program once again. Share this with your friends. Go uh, on to iTunes, rate us please, share us on Facebook, send out a tweet, let people know about the Gospel Points podcast. And if you got some time, check out my blog, www.kevinjthompson.info. Well, join us back next week, and I will see you then.